you know, having a vision is absolutely fundamental to, to everybody. Like the, the, the three key things that I get people to do when they work with me is, you know, create their vision. What is their vision for the world and themselves? Like what's their why for them, their community and the world? Then it would be, you know, what's your mission statement? I believe all businesses, regardless of how big or small they are, should have a mission statement. So that's really clear. So people know who they are what their values are and then I also suggest people write a manifesto for their business as well because that really cements um, what they're about who they are and who their ideal client is as well so it means that that attraction and connection from your client is so much stronger because you've been totally authentic and transparent about who you are at the beginning. Welcome to the Happy Entrepreneur Podcast. This is a podcast for people who look at business differently. It's for founders, freelancers, change makers and freedom seekers who want to make money, do good and be happy. We choose the path of the happy entrepreneur not to get rich, but to express ourselves and serve others in the most authentic way we can. Many of us couldn't find our role by working for others, and so we chose to work for ourselves. We took the more uncertain path, not because we wanted to, but because we needed to. We value learning, play and friendship, and we have a need to make a meaningful impact in the world. By following the path of the happy entrepreneur, we learn as much about ourselves as we do about business. On this podcast, I have conversations with other happy entrepreneurs from different walks of life, industries and countries. We talk about the journey and about what we learned about ourselves along the way. For us, entrepreneurship isn't just a way to make money, but a journey of self-discovery and growth. If you're on the same path and are looking for inspiration and connection, then this podcast is for you. In this episode of the podcast, I talk to the lovely and super positive Gail Berry, business mentor and founder of Blossom and Berry. Gail has been running her own business for over 18 years now. When she first started Blossom and Berry, her baby massage school, she was sending out binders and CDs to people via the post. She's now transitioned everything online and has clients across the world. We talk about what it takes to run a sustainable business and the importance of authenticity and love. She believes that by being intentional about what you want and making sure you align your actions accordingly, you'll build a business that you'll love. Enjoy. So I'm Gail Berry. Um, I am a multi-passionate entrepreneur. That's how I like to describe myself. Um, I have an international teacher training organisation called Blossom and Berry. We teach love across the world through our network of teachers who provide um, nurturing touch and yoga classes for parents and babies. That led to me setting up a charitable project in Malawi to be able to give back for the many, many years of incredible experiences I had teaching um, many parents and to be able to reach the most vulnerable parents um, with uh, mother and infant health projects related to baby massage. And now I have diversified and I've come out the other side to share my knowledge. I'm a massive sharer and now um, a business mentor. So I'm, I'm really specializing in helping people create what I call a love legacy. So stepping into their purpose, doing what they love, loving what they do as well, um, and ultimately making an impact in the world. Fantastic. Uh, and, and 
kind of the reason why I wanted to talk to you. Um, Cause one of the, I would say the pillars of, of our beliefs at the happy startup school is other than looking at the needs of the market and, and what opportunities are out there for starting a business and, and, and building a startup is also understanding your own needs and how that motivates the work you do. And so I'm just curious, you know, baby massage, that's not the most obvious thing to start something with. Um, <laughs> what, yeah, what got you onto that? What was it? It's good to go straight away, the elephant in the room. What is baby massage? Uh, anyone who's got a baby, anyone who's had a baby in the last two years probably listening to this will know what it is because it's pretty mainstream but when I started back 18 years ago it was pretty much out there you know no one had really heard of what it was and in essence I I was a lawyer an unhappy lawyer had my daughter was a very nervous new parent had a very um, she was very unsettled went to a baby massage class and you know thank goodness I did because I realized in that moment um, how important you know, touch, communication, presence um, was for both me and my daughter. And it had such a profound effect on me, the power that we have just by connecting, that I thought to myself, I want all parents to feel like I do right now. I want all parents to know that the way that they parent is always the right way for them because parenting is just an extension of ourselves I wanted all children to receive love and reach their full potential through receiving nurturing care and I just had a calling you know that's that's, that's the best way I can describe it is I just despite it being out there and despite transitioning from being a project finance lawyer in the city to being a baby massage instructor I just knew that that was my thing and um it still is and that hasn't changed my passion hasn't changed from that first day wow so I got this image of you walking for the first time into this baby massage class uh and what was it like love at first sight it's like bam this is it or and what was it that you know, I, I sometimes think of the there's like sometimes a switch goes off in someone's head when they find a passion or something and and it connects to something that potentially was missing before and i'm not yeah. sure if that's something that resonates for you i think what it is is that it's the meaning behind baby massage because a lot of the time when i talk to people so you know i teach people to teach baby massage they say oh yeah yeah you know that, that's interesting and then they, they move on to talk to somebody else because they don't quite understand what it is but what we're actually doing is we're teaching love and we're, te- we're teaching the importance of love and connection and we're building community and in, in my terms of my values love connection and community are, are, are some of the most powerful things that you can you can ever put into the world and when you actually read the research and evidence around the first 1001 days of life which is from conception to two what we receive there in terms of the environment that we um you know we grow in from the womb and the first two years in terms of how we're parented that completely affects our ability to reach our potential as human beings so that affects our health our wealth our education it even affects the um the economic output of countries you know there's now the you know the world bank is actually looking at human potential 
as evaluating how successful countries are. Now that comes from what happens in the first 1001 days of life. So when I went into the baby massage class, it wasn't so much the baby massage, it was the significance and the meaning and the impact of actually embodying um, the principles of love connection and community and how that can actually make a difference. So I talk about baby massage being love in action and we actually train a lot of people from mental health backgrounds who know the research, they know the studies, they've done all the work on attachment theory, some of them have got you know PhDs in this but they can't find a way to embody the knowledge into a practice and what we do with our classes, our network classes for you we see hundreds of parents and babies every single day across the world is we put love into action and for me that is the highest purpose I could ever have on this planet and that's you know I get I'm smiling just saying it now because it's so powerful so powerful and so what struck me when you first started when you're talking about discovering baby massage was the idea of being a nervous parent what is was that does that have something to do with this looking for something that creates love and connection or how how did that connect or I think I think I was you know I I was a I'd never held a baby before in my life until my own daughter so that was a bit of a shock um and I just yeah I didn't really know what I was doing and and because I'd come from a legal background I bought all the books and I can actually remember standing over my daughter's cot one night flicking through a reference book trying to work out okay well if she's got her fingers in her mouth that means she's crying so that means I need to pick her up rather than trusting my instincts so basically I threw that out of the window very quickly and it was through those classes that I kind of connected um, with my own intuition and my own confidence as a parent um, so yeah and I, and I think over the years as I've done more and more research um, definitely the way that I was parented um, you know I, there's there's some things where you know it's interesting to look back at the patterns of your own parenting and in doing this job it's quite healing actually for you know things that you've gone through yourself as a child so so there's this um, aspect of you being a lawyer, very much, you know, you, you, you have a brain to, to, to accumulate information. And then this other realization of actually there's something deeper here. It isn't just about the knowledge. And you talked about it, I think, with, with the academics who are thinking about the love and connection, but there's the embodiment of it. Maybe explain a bit to people what that means to you when you talk about embodying knowledge well i think i think this is you know very much what i teach as a business mentor as well is that you can read all the books you know you can listen to the podcasts you can do the coaching or whatever but if you don't embody it as a daily practice if you don't take aligned action you don't move forward because you know we are in charge of where we're going we have we're very lucky in most cases we have freedom to choose and so you know what we do um ends up what we become and you know if you don't like where you are it means you need to change pretty quickly and go into a different you know go into a different direction so i think that um, it's the same with parenting and, and baby massage is that you know it's where we put our time energy and attention and what we're investing in and what we're saying uh, as a collective teachers across the world is invest in love you know invest in time invest in presence because these are in my opinion the greatest gifts that we have as human beings so there's this element of wherever you spend your time uh, and energy is 
is going to dictate what you become. And there's there's this me this thought about the question is where should I spend my time and energy? What sh- you know, and that definition of what does success mean and what does it mean to to do something that's right in inverted commas? Well, I, I, I really, I really want to pick you up on something there. Go for it. Because should is my absolute least favorite word in mm-hmm. the world. So when you said that, my heckles went up straight away. <laughs> okay. It's- should is like a crippling word you know it's a judgmental word it it, uh, you know it suggests obligation it suggests you know a right way so I think my absolute number one rule for life and business is forget about the shoulds because there's a judgment involved in that you know you're judging yourself I should be doing this or what should what do others uh, expect of me and all of those things and and that's not a way to to live your life I believe in creative freedom and flow so for for me you know where you should be spending the most time is the the time where you have the most energy the most um, creativity the most flow and the most the most impact and sometimes for me that means absolutely doing nothing and just going out for the day even when I've got busy schedule I will still step back slow down regroup get my energy get centered and then I come back to do what I want to do as soon as I feel that I'm doing something that I shouldn't as I should um I my brain just shuts down I'm a bit of a maverick I think I just it just doesn't work for me so and so for people who really have a challenge with shoulds have have you had any ways of of basically getting them off the addiction? Yes. Yeah. So basically I have my sort of three questions I ask people. It's first of all, like, what do you actually need to do? This is a great question right at the moment. You know, what is the essential? Do you need to make money? Do you need to pay your bills? Like, what do you actually need to do? So that's the first question. So sometimes we, you know, we do need to do things because out of, uh, you, know, assess, you know, necessity. Then the other question is, you know, what do you want to do? Like why, you know, by the time you're asking me really as a coach or a business mentor, you've lost the connection with yourself. You've lost that intuitive flow and you're asking my permission for, to do something which you don't need my permission to do anything. You know, you know what you want to do. So, you know, what do you want to do? And then the third question is, you know, what actually makes you happy? Because, you know, you can, you can do something because you need to do it and because you want to do it. But if it isn't actually making you happy, um then i would just say sack that off as well <laughs> so um yeah so i'm really you know as as a business mentor it's it's hard because you want to offer you know i've got a lot of experience or 18 years experience i want to support people but i also want people to make intentional decisions about their business and take action that is aligned with them because otherwise it just it doesn't it doesn't feel right so there's this, um, I see there's intention on one end and should on the other end. And you're trying to get people to think more of the intentional side of their decision making, yeah. which requires a level of clarity. I think it, for me, it's a level of intuition. It's, you know, what do you really want to do? I mean, I, I, clarity is quite a, it's quite a sort of a te- technical word. You know, I mean, uh, it is important, obviously, to have goals and, you know, have a vision. Like I would say, 
you know having a vision is absolutely fundamental to, to everybody like the, 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 the three key things that I get people to do when they work with me is you know create their vision what is their vision for the world and themselves like what's their why for them their community in the world then it would be you know what's your mission statement I believe all businesses regardless of how big or small they are should have a mission statement so that's really clear so people know who they are what their values are and then I also suggest people write a manifesto for their business as well because that really cements um, what they're about who they are and who their ideal client is as well so it means that that attraction and connection from your client is so much stronger because you've been totally authentic and transparent about who you are at the beginning so you you don't you you, you don't lose any time you don't waste time um, working with the wrong with the wrong people in the wrong way which mm. uh, we, we, we actually do quite a lot of that. Like a, lot of, a lot of people are worried about repelling uh, their clients. I think it's as important to repel the people you don't want to work with as attract the people that you do. And so you can do that through obviously branding, personality, but also by having this clear vision of, of who it is you want to work with and why. And with the, the baby massage journey, was that some, were these things that you already knew from the beginning or were they things that you learned along the way? Learned along the way, definitely learned along the way. I'm still like, I, I think I'm in a constant state of unlearning, that's how I describe <laughs> myself. Um, you know, the, the, the more I read, the more I don't know, you know, the more I'm challenged and the more I'm developing new ideas. And so, you know, I think it's important to unlearn all of the time. And so that that, you know, I think for some people, the idea of repelling people, particularly if, if they're trying to start a new business, feels just a bit weird or doesn't quite set, sit right. Do you have a story with your own journey of how that worked for you and how that didn't work? Or maybe when you tried it and you didn't repel people, what that meant for your, for your business and the way you were working? So I have a really good story around this. It's also connected to pricing and, and valuing what you do. And I think this is another thing that a lot of people struggle with. So, you know, I, um, I'm the most expensive uh, training provider in my industry sector. I am, and, and, you know, when I first set that price, I set it because I knew the value, I knew the transformation, and I was absolutely confident about that. But, it, you know, it's a little bit of a rebel because I'm, you know, I'm probably twice the price of the next, the next person who does the same thing as me. But I know my value and I know how amazing my course is. And so now I actually say, um, I'm the most expensive training provider, please ask me why because I'd absolutely love to tell you what you get when you with me and why I'm so amazing and why I'm the most expensive. So what happens there is that the people who value me, my values and can see the value of my, um, of my training immediately, actually they're more attracted to me because I'm upfront and I'm saying I'm the most expensive because I'm the best. And those people are like, I want to train with the best, even though they're most expensive. Another 50% of people go, well, that's all very well, but you know, I don't want to pay that amount of money and I don't think you're worth it. And so I actually actively signpost those people to my competitors and say, that's absolutely fine. If you think it's too expensive or it's not for you, here's these, these other guys go and check them out. And, um, I do that with confidence, knowing that they're not the right person for me because they can't see the value. They can't, once I've demonstrated that value and broken it down, if they can't see the value that I'm offering, then that's not, that's not going to work. That's not going to be aligned. So I'm literally turning people away and sending them to my competitors if they can't see the value in what I do. 
And obviously with that strategy, you have to be very confident about your value. You have to demonstrate your value and talk about your value. But, you know, that's, that's, that's a, a fundamental aspect of business. So, yeah, that's about owning your worth and your greatness and what you're doing in the world. Mm. Have you had a, an experience of working with the wrong people and what that did for the way you were working? I think not really to be honest because my brand and my values are so strong I can honestly say in 18 years I've had one or two complaints in 18 years when I got my very first complaint I was like no like I've gone like 16 years with no one ever complaining like I'm an absolute rock star you know my service is amazing but what what came out of that was yes the complaint there was some things I can improve on and learn on but also the person wasn't aligned um for whatever reason so you know I'm, I'm pretty proud of that those stats that you know of all of the thousands of teachers I've got everyone's pretty happy but yeah you know you'll go you'll it happens and then when that does happen you just learn um and also don't take it personally you know that's that person's right to express themselves and and uh, again signpost them to something else that can help them <laughs> mm. i'd like to look back on that whole taking things personally thing because i think that's that can be a challenge for a lot of people um i'm curious to go back to the beginning again and in terms of you launching the baby massage business and and that those the steps you took because it yeah there's this why here this real need to share what what you believe were the underlying benefits of baby massage and not necessarily just the massage you know you talk about the love and connection but then turning that into something that became this this training business that that seems like a massive leap for a lot of people so i don't know maybe you can share some of that story yeah, I mean, I think that I started off teaching local classes, you know, but I think it's really important to, you know, again, embody every stage of your journey as an entrepreneur. So I can't, I couldn't have ever been a trainer without actually teaching on a grassroots level and understanding, you know, what the grassroots challenges are of parents. So I did that for a few years and that worked very well around my children. I had three children in three and a half years. So I was balancing, um, you know, not a lot of time, but also wanting to pursue my passion and have my own identity as an entrepreneur. Um, so I think, you know, that was really important. And then over time, I realized how geeky I was about my subject and how much I knew and how much time I was spending reading into my subject and how, you know, as soon as I got, as soon, when I'd be on holiday, I'd be just devouring all these books on like love and attachment and, you know, infant mental health and everything. And I was like, you know, you, 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 you are, you're becoming an expert in this. And then I had an opportunity to write a book. Um, and then I worked with a, a training, a training school in London as a lecturer starting to teach um, people. But then I got to the point, I think when my children, when my daughter went to school, I had a bit more time and a bit more capacity and then I established Blossom and Berry as a teacher training organisation so it's very very organic and I say this to a lot of people because a lot of people look at my success and they say oh you know but how do you do this so it's really easy like everything you touch turns to gold like 
there's a lot of work that's gone on behind the scenes like that this is sustainable entrepreneurship you know I put those roots down 18 years ago and yeah then then I have risen from those roots and now my business bears fruit all of the time and it's brilliant but that did not happen overnight and that did not happen with me just sitting around not doing anything you know it was literally intention aligned action results get up again, intention, aligned action results, repeat, rinse and repeat, keep going. Um, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a journey and it's been 18 years as well. And some people will say, well, why weren't you successful before 18 years? Because I've been enjoying my life and my kids and I've been having fun and I have no pressure, I had no desire to be an overnight success. I'd rather be a sustainable success now over 18 years, so. So I hear the the word that springs to mind is commitment and commitment to a way of living mm-hmm. and a commitment to a cause. Um, there's a commitment to your family. Uh, and then how that then creates the the journey that you need to go on and, and the speed at which you need to go rather than should go. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know if you can't if you're not having fun basically if you're not having fun doing your business then you need to really go back and look at what's going on because you know it should be well sorry I'm not going to say should listen to that uh, in my opinion business should uh, business feels most aligned and you feel most happy when you are doing what you love every single day um, and you're having fun. And you are, you know, you go to bed at night and you go, you know, I did something really amazing today. You know, I, I whether it's a tiny, wee thing or a huge thing, you know, I made a contribution to the world and I, in some way, relieved pain and suffering and I brought more joy and happiness into the world. They're my two barometers. It's like, what did you do today? Did you help someone who was in suffering or did you bring more joy to somebody? If you've done those two things, I think you're an excellent human and, um, you know, I think you've got a great business. So there's a real strong um, core to the way you work, and it's and you know, sounds like it's very um, tied to values, values and beliefs. I get the feeling that they, they, these are values and beliefs that you've always had, and these have been persistent through baby massage and now the the coaching that you do. Has anything changed over that time? How uh, is there any are there any changes in yourself that you found through through doing the work that you've learned about you as well as learning about business? Yeah, I mean, I think that um, obviously I've had Blossom and Berry for a long time, eighteen years. That's very successful. But when I started my mentorship business, I was in essence a startup again, and so I had the same doubts and fears um, as a as a starting my Gail Berry Love Legacy business as I did when I started Blossom and Berry and that actually really surprised me I was like hold on a minute you know the stuff like you've done this where's this coming from like where's all the fears here right where's all the money mindset blocks coming where's all the limiting beliefs coming like what I thought we did I thought that was done you know um but it wasn't and it isn't because I think it's part of life you know when we step out of our comfort zone 
um, it activates the fear because the fear, you know, that's what our brains are designed to do to keep us safe. So we're working against our actual chemical, you know, our biology a lot of the time. So I think that living with a certain level of discomfort as an entrepreneur is normal. <laughs> it's actually how you navigate that and how you um, embrace it and invite it in and sit with the fear rather than thinking, I should not be scared. Like I should know how to do this. Well, actually that's not how I feel. I still feel like that, you know, and that's okay. <laughs> so there's this, um, well, I think there's this, this real understanding of being present with these feelings, not pushing them away because of what that can then, what problems they could cause, um, whether how you act or how you behave. Is this that, you know, this, this ability to be more present or to accept these, the, particularly the fear and the doubt, is that purely just through the, conditioning like you said just keeping at it or have you had a practice was there anything that you learned or a teacher or a, um, an experience that, that that helped make a shift in that i think for me it's about just releasing yourself from the idea that you have to get it right first time you know i think a lot of people think that you know when they're coming up with their brand name or their or their you know their their, their mission or you know what packages that, that they're creating it has to be right whereas i actually think you know you just need to put things out there and test them and see what what happens and then ask you know ask questions like ask quite asking questions is one of the best things that you can ever do is you know just start and then share and then ask questions and then refine and then you know um you know reinvent it or tweak it or whatever and then keep going so i think that is something that a lot of people struggle with that whether they're very nervous oh you know it's got to be perfect it's got to be right you know i've had so many rebirths and rebrands and re you know realignment of what i'm doing i'm still doing it even now you know it's i'm still right now not totally certain that it's right because i change every single day my clients change every single day the the business environment we're in at the moment is incredibly you know changeable so i think knowing that you never nail it is very very important because i totally haven't <laughs> all right that's great i think to know um it speaks so i think what you're speaking to there's this idea of um, uncertainty there's always a level of uncertainty we can never know what's around the corner and then the other thing around perfection and i'd be interesting to hear your thoughts and particularly your experience from talking to people is the fear of rejection and how that you see that connected to the idea of making something perfect before you share it so i think really if you know, if it's important to you and you've done your best, that's enough. You know, I think that, you know, there's, there's always going to be people, like I said, you know, you almost want to repel 
people that you don't want to work with like you're not going to please everybody and everyone's always going to have something to say about what you do but when you have that confidence with your 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 vision your mission your manifesto when you when it's important to you then you show up and when you get rejected i think again you know sit with those feelings don't dismiss them they're real um but then also work out where that comes from why someone's external opinion of you and your business is actually activating these feelings within you because when you know that what you do is of such huge importance to the world and when you're living truly in your why and if you love what you do well then you go for that and if people don't like it then that means that they're not the right client for you you know mm. um obviously not with arrogance i'm more, as i said you always be open to 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 listen to hear but truly if you are centered in yourself and grounded in yourself you will know uh, to what extent that rejection or criticism is is valid i love that um i see you know the story of this ongoing journey this um journey of not only how your business grows but also inquiring about how you react and respond to to different situations in your business and how that means well how that's an invitation to grow yourself and to understand yourself more um people yeah i I get the feeling sometimes people don't know when they're ready to start their business oh i love that question so what, what, yeah, what would you say to someone who says, you know, I don't think I'm ready yet. I don't know enough. I'm not there mentally or don't have things ready yet. So this is what I say to my clients. And I mean this, I'm serious now. If you've got something that you could share with the world that relieves pain and suffering and makes the world a happier and more joyful place, you're being selfish by sitting on that and not sharing it you know like get out of your own way stop judging yourself stop worrying about what other people think you know just do it right now like literally this second whatever it is if you are if you're staring out of like you know car windows thinking about this thing if you're on airplanes thinking about it or the last thing you think of before you go to bed or the first thing you think of in the morning if that if it's with you a lot of the time that's the calling and you know whether or not that manifests itself into you can't see me but i'm doing inverted commas success whatever we think that is the point is you actually did it like you actually something was so important to you that you stood up and you did it and for me you are a hero if you do that you know there's nothing more brave and courageous than than standing up for what you believe in and wanting to make a difference in the world with your business Mm. you know which is why i love the happy startup school (laughs) because that's what it's all about you know it's about being purposeful with entrepreneurship and you know being impactful and all all of those things and you know that it's just that for me it's the highest it is the highest buzz that's wonderful and uh, i like the reframing of it isn't about you it's this this person that you can help this this suffering that you can take away from someone and focusing on them and and not acting to help whatever that may be for you is is selfish and that is quite it's quite radical but i do truly believe it like it's like when people talk about um oh i can't do a facebook live you know i feel i feel uh, i don't like being visible i feel nervous i you know i don't want to share things i say look 
if you don't do this Facebook Live, someone out there is not going to receive your message. And if your message is important enough, you need to get out of your own way and share that message because you just don't know who you can help. You just don't know who's watching. It might be nobody or it could be somebody or it could be someone who tags someone in in three months time who needed to hear that message. But if you keep that knowledge to yourself, <clears throat> you're not going to, um, nothing's going to happen, you know? And so for me, it is like a real call it's a call to um, share, you know, and that's, I'm a massive sharer. Like that's all, that's all business is really is it's, you know, it's connection, it's sharing, it's community. That, that, that is, that's it. We dress it up with fancy books and have all these strategies or whatever, but when you strip it down, it's just, it's just life, but just wrapped up in a, you know, a, a package that's called business or entrepreneurship. Well, I love that. That's fantastic. And so, well, I, you know, this is kind of why we are like, we, we are connected and we are, we, we, we're kind of talking the same language. Um, and the, I think you alluded to it a bit more. This is an ongoing journey. And you kind of, you mentioned this idea of intention, um, being very intentional about your business. What does that mean for you now in terms of looking to the future and what you, how you would like to continue? What, what are the things are still out there that you're, you're exploring or you're curious about? Is there this anything? This is very good for right now because I've literally been thinking about this in the last few days. So for me now, it's about moving my message into the next sort of zone, the next level. So, you know, obviously I do my work in Malawi um, where I have my charity, we have a charity which, you know, supports vulnerable parents and babies in poverty, but even more so looking at things like World Health Organization's uh, policy around early childhood development, I can see how my work uh, on a very practical level actually implements what we know uh, makes a difference to, you know, like massive issues in the world, like the environment, poverty, like these big things, these big challenges that seem unsurmountable, you know, you, you're never going to be able to do something about that. But I believe you can. I can believe you can at a grassroots level. So yesterday I was literally going, wading through all these policy documents, thinking about how my business aligns with that and how I can elevate up to the ne that next level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, for me, I I just constantly move the the the, the goalposts like every single time. Like I I just love growth and I love expansion. Uh, I do it at my own pace and I don't feel the pressure. But I but I yeah I, I can't I can't stop myself. I'm just uh, yeah it's it's um it's going to be I'm going to be going more into global um kind of global policy issues. I think with my work now. I love that answer because it um, it makes me th it reminds me of some work or essentially reminds me of this uh, a book called The Map of Meaning and what I got from from learning about that and from the the authors is this idea that when we ask ourselves what is the meaning of our lives that's a massive question and what the question that's more manageable is what gives me meaning today. And that can change over time, depending on your different stages of life and what's going on. And, and they, they talk about four kind of aspects of that. There's 
um, sort of self in terms of uh, connection to self. There's unity in terms of like community and connection to others. There's service, how we impact the world. Uh, and there's, um, let's say, personal growth or achieving potential. And that's this idea of becoming more and the way I understand it. And how oh, during our lives, we sway to different parts of that. And there, if you think of it as four quadrants, that we drift into different bits. And when we don't spend time in all of them, we're out of balance. Uh, and what I'm relating, how I'm relating it to, to your journey is like this now this kind of this need for impact, this need for a much bigger impact. And so I think of this unity and service. You've grown, you know yourself, you've developed your business. So the idea of self uh, connection with self and, per- and, and personal achievement in a sense, that's feels like it's been addressed. And there's a now kind of a balance towards, okay, how can I impact at a broader level? Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And I think people power is, you know, I'm very blessed and honored you know, daily by the teachers that join me. You know, I feel so, um, I feel as a collective of teachers across the world are so powerful um, in that we all do have such aligned values. And so as the leader of that community, I feel that when I set an intention, I have this incredible like community uh, of teachers across the world who then embody again and, um, you know, a grassroots level, get these really important messages out. And so that's why community for me is so important. That is how you make an impact. Um, You know, on my own, I would still be teaching baby massage in my front room in Colchester, but I chose to go a different route. I chose to go from teaching a few, which was maybe, I don't know, 50 people a year, 100 people a year to training, that, you know, 100 teachers who are 1,000 teachers who then teach, you know, the hundreds, and then that's how you make an impact. So for me, it's always about the many, always for the many, not the few. Um, and so now when I'm thinking about global impact, I'm now I'm thinking, wow, like that, that there's a lot of people in the world who need love and nurturing care as babies. And this is how we make an impact. You know, love creates love. What we put in at the beginning, we, we, we see at the end. So the first 1,001 critical days, this is the window that I work in. I've been gifted the ability to have this impact in. And, you know, that is just, I'm eternally grateful for that. And um, it fires me up every single day. <laughs> that is amazing. Well, there's a lot here I think people will find <laughs> really useful. Um, at a personal level, I think this idea of um, overcoming the fear accepting the fear how that how that that aspect of the entrepreneurial journey is important to embrace um it's always a journey of growth as you're saying you're always learning and, and these things come back at you <laughs> it isn't like something yeah take off fear of failure done <laughs> yeah no that, that that never happens you know and why here where you're at now is this kind of alignment to bigger missions uh, particularly when you know hearing you talk about reading documents on policy making and WHO, um, uh, I would say guidelines or whatever it is you're reading there. How, what you know well, what your zone of genius, 
can align to a massive impact. So this idea of just by being yourself, you can make a massive impact. Yeah. That's I agree. The story I, I hear. I think the you know that's that would be my thing maybe to to finish on is you know when you know yourself that you are happy and fulfilled and you are living in your genius zone you're loving what you're doing every day and you have that excitement and you have that energy you know it doesn't get better than that like don't keep searching for something else you're in it you know but this is life guys like you know so if you have that whatever stage you are whether you're right in the beginning if you haven't even if you're just like i say if you're just up at night with this idea in your head that is enough to get you going and get started and i still know i just in, in, inherently know that this is what i'm here to do and i don't care what challenges come i don't care how impossible it seems i just know that that is my calling and so that would be if you have that and you're listening to this podcast now and you have that calling and you have that passion and that energy and excitement and you are a geek like me and you keep wanting to read into, you know, get five minutes. I want to read this. I want, I want to learn. I want to learn. I want to learn. It means you're ready to share. Yeah. And so, you know, just share now one thing, one post, go now, tell somebody, ring somebody up, geek off on some platform somewhere in the world <laughs> and um, see what happens, you know? It's amazing. You've been told. <laughs> Do that. If people want to find out more about your work, yes. Where can we point them? So um, Blossom and Berry, obviously, blossomandberry.com is um, my mother and baby wellness business. Um, my charity where we work in, in Malawi is lovesupportunite.org. And you can find out how I transitioned from my business into that nonprofit work there. And of course, Love Specs, which many people in the Happy Startup School will know about. That's uh, lovespecs.org as well. And then <clears throat> as a business mentor, that is um, iamgailberry.com. And that is really focusing on people that want to build a love legacy aligned with many of the principles that I've spoken about today. Brilliant. Awesome. Well, you've got the information. If you want to find more about Gail, check out those links and we'll put those into the show notes as well. <laughs> Gail, I'm really, really grateful for this conversation and I, yeah, I found it super valuable. So thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to the Happy Entrepreneur Podcast. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Also, if you'd like to learn more about being a happy entrepreneur and want to connect with more people like you, then go to our website, thehappystartupschool.com, and subscribe to our newsletter. Amongst many other things about business and life, we'll help you answer the following questions. How can I serve others by being myself? And how can I discover who I really am by serving others?